Hi, friends. You're listening to Midlife Plot Twists. I'm your host, Lucy Baber. This podcast is for anyone who's gotten to their 30s, 40s, or 50s and realized life isn't always as linear as we expected. Tune in monthly as I interview guests about their own midlife plot twists and hear how they've navigated all of life's unexpected twists and turns. Hi, everyone. It's Lucy Baber here, and I have a very special guest today. Her name is Tracy Reddy. And Tracy and I only very recently connected, but it sounds like we've got a bit of a network of mutual friends between us, particularly somebody that I had on the podcast early on, uh, Tamaya Colvin. And so to my knowledge, Tamaya has been working with Tracy for a minute and uh, they have had a lot of success. So I'm not even going to like, talk about what you do, Tracy. I'm going to hand that all over to you because I want it to come from your own words. Tell me about yourself and tell me what you do for work. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. I'm always grateful for, for any opportunity to come and speak to people about what I do or just speak to people, period. <laughs> I am a, a therapist by training. Okay, by trade. But in doing the therapy work with marriage and family therapy and working with couples, I was really convinced very early on that I didn't want to do that. And it's not that I don't like working with couples. I like working more proactively. Uh, and so as opposed to couples coming in when an issue has come up and now they want to come and fix it. And I started to think as I was having these conversations with people about their relationship, I'm like, did y'all not talk about this before you got married? Like, is this something that can, and the answer was no, you know? And so I wanted to be more intentional about being proactive. So I switched into working with singles and helping them prepare for marriage as best, you know, they could. Obviously you can't, you know, get it at a hundred percent all the time or anything like that. You'll never be fully prepared because you don't know who you're going to you know, necessarily marry, but, but you can work on things regarding you that you can find out, you can learn, you can go on this little self-exploration and make the most of that. And when you meet someone, it's about bringing the information you, you know about yourself and bringing that to the table and they bring their thing. And now we can, we starting from a place of clarity rather than confusion or they point out that, hey, do you know you do this? And now it's a whole argument because you know you didn't know you did that. <laughs> so I try to try to, help people unpack the triggers and the little the little ticks the little things within them that that will impact their relationship in the future mm -hmm. you know and and the more that they know about it it seems that the better they are prepared and capable of having good dialogue about it and being proactive in the conflict resolution so that's what I do I, I call it the soul detox it's a little different than therapy mm -hmm. and um that that is in fact how I met Tamaya uh, she was one of the first to to actually do the program, and um, and we had a lot of success. And we we still we still as we work through the the ups and downs of dating and relationships, we still have what I consider success. I think she would too. Yeah, I mean, because listen, like relationships and success, a lot of people have this very narrow definition of what that could mean. Right. But like, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said like it's all about clarity. 
And the more we can bring clarity into it, the more success kind of flows from that. And, and it might not mean that like success is measured in decades together with the one person, but the real goal is that like self-awareness and that growth and that maturity just within yourself. I think a lot of people really forget uh, downplay, maybe even like underestimate how important the relationship with yourself is. <laughs> yes, yes. The relationship with self and within self, the relationship with your soul. I make I make a clear, I make it a point to make a clear distinction. I want to normalize people really isolating soul work. Because people say, oh yeah, I'm practicing self-care. I'm getting mani pedis and <laughs> massages and and I'm like, that's nice. And even I, for a moment, was calling like, you know, the soul detox is a self-care program. And it's like, no, 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 no. As I grew in the program and, and offered it to more women, I started to realize, okay, hold on. This is not the same thing as managing patties. This is something different. And so I really want to normalize. Let's do soul care. Let's do the soul work. And what I've come to discover the soul work to be and how it's kind of different from just your traditional traditional therapy. You go to therapy and you get mental health care. You know, you the way you think, think mental, the way you think, the way you process, the way things that have kind of taunted you and, and kind of these bags that you kind of drug along since childhood. <laughs> and you get awareness of that stuff and you realize, oh, wow, I was coping with that in a way that wasn't healthy. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that that thing was a thing. Oh, wow. You know, it's like a whole bunch of discovery. And then a therapist is really great at giving you tools and, you know, how to, if this comes up again, here's our little tool, you know, things we're going to do that happen. But then there's a set of, after you experience, you, you understand the event that happened better, you have to go a little deeper and see how it impacted your soul. Mm -hmm. Feelings and emotions are not the same. Feelings are like often predicated on what happened. Like Lucy, you could come into the room and Tamaya sees you and she's like, oh, and then I see you and I'm like, mm. <laughs> something happened, you know, and, and even though I'm, we were, we, we may not be, I'm not crying about it anymore or I'm not upset about it. There's a feeling I have because of that thing that mm -hmm. has not, just emotion rather, should I say, that has settled into my soul that, that needs to get dealt with or else I'm going to, it's, it's going to stay there and it's going to be triggered every time I see that person who offended me or someone else who offends me in the same way that same emotional thing is just lingering deep down in the soul part and so I think we we have those experiences of you know in therapy where we have those wins and we we kind of conquer that feeling and you know we're kind of over that that situation and we're like yes I'm winning yes you are but there's another step there's another step and 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 I feel like therapy traditionally speaking, kind of limits us going all the way there with a client. And so that's why I like personally had to, I knew that there was another, I, I had another way of helping people. Yeah, I think yeah. that makes perfect sense to me. And I, I know I uh, talked to you recently about how I also have that background in mental health therapy. To me, it's like when I was in grad school, all my professors were very clear that like we fought hard as therapists to get certification and to get like oversight to really legitimize this practice. Right. And so I want to respect that and not, oh, like, absolutely. I'm not trying to like, you know, 
say crap about the profession of therapy because there is a place for it in the same way that there's a place for a medical professional, you know, like a doctor can sim- treat symptoms. And, uh, but it's also like kind of, I was just talking about this with my last guest, pathologizing things as opposed to like really treating things on a more holistic level. It's about like coaching and the soul work that you're talking about. That's all like preventative care that Western medicine and therapy will go into that same kind of bucket. Doesn't necessarily get to the core of, but doing that preventative work as opposed to just treating the symptoms as they come up is really that deeper, that deeper core stuff, whether you call it a soul or your core or your inner being, like it's all about getting deeper so that, you know, you could walk into a doctor's office and say like, my arm keeps bleeding and they're going to be like, well, stop poking it with the (laughs) knife or whatever. And it's like, you could keep putting a bandaid on that bleeding spot and that'll treat it. But like, if you're not dealing with the fact that you keep poking yourself, then you're going to keep having the same thing over and over. And so getting to the core is really going to help prevent those same mistakes, which we do in relationships all the time. (laughs) Listen, I want to kind of even piggyback on that and, and, and just make sure I express, I am not against therapy. I'm not against therapists. I, as a matter of fact, I'm actually hosting this weekend here in California, an event bringing like black therapists together. I Um, love that. so I, I'm full. I don't want anybody to think, oh, she's anti. No, not at all. I think they're both need. It can't. You can't just do the soul work and not, not do the mental health piece. Yes. So don't think yeah. that. But I just know that there's this hard, this hard push and move right now, for for people to get therapy. And I and I've spoken with so many women and men too who are like, well, I went to therapy, didn't work. <laughs> I, what what do you mean? Like, you know, we have to talk about that. And I, but I get what they mean. It's like, no, but I still I still feel a thing and I don't know what or why. So so therapy didn't work. No, no, it worked because we have you feeling the thing. Yeah. <laughs> we have you aware that there is a thing. But now we gotta go a little deeper. And so that's that's all my rant <laughs> is about is normalizing, oh, we need the therapy, but then also we need the soul care, the coaching, the things that's going to move you from reviewing the past and bringing yourself forward. Now, how do we go from where we are to where we want to be? Exactly. That's the work that I want to even amplify more as we get more comfortable talking about our, you know, doing our inner work, whatever this, whether it's ther- therapy or soul care. Yeah, I love that. So, so you mentioned a program. Do you have like a a set kind of course of work that people go through when they start working with you? Or is it, how does that work? Yes, it is a course. It's funny when Tamaya took the program, did the program, it was called something totally different. <laughs> it was called a Native Masterclass. And so, but it's the same layout as it, as it was with her. A few things have been added. It's been updated and things like that over the years, but um, yes, it is an online program called the Soul Detox where, you know, they log in, the, the, the client logs in, does the assignment and weekly we meet to, to discuss it. Cause it's less about like you meet with your therapist weekly and you know, you know what happens there. I don't feel like this. I don't call myself a, uh, like a, a counselor or anything in this space. I call myself a consultant. Because many times people come in 
okay, I did the this, I did the that, I broke up with the person, or I did this, you know, I, I did all these things. I don't know what else to do, mm-hmm. you know? And so I come in and say, here, log in, <laughs> log yeah. in. And we just kind of walk alongside them as they like, oh, I didn't, okay, I see why the dots, they, the dots connect themselves when, mm-hmm. and when they walk through the program. So it's a 10, it's 10 sections to where we take 12 weeks to do it. And I'm trying to get it down to, to a weekend uh, doing it with doing the program with like a personal group, small group of people over the course of maybe a weekend or two. Wow. Um, I believe it can happen that quickly. It doesn't have to be a drawn out process. I just, you know, we try to make sure, you know, people are working and got other obligations. So it's hard to commit themselves, you know, fully like that and all the, the, the tough work that's done. But yeah, it is a program. It is a set of specific steps that we go through and it's make it every every person is different like they go through the same pro- program process but it's so interesting and so powerful to see different people going into it and coming out of it with different things because everybody's journey of trauma or whatever has been you know unique when i have done therapy and i, I as somebody who was trained as a therapist i've seen multiple therapists over the years different modalities i like kind of trying things on and seeing how they fit. And one of the reasons that I might say therapy didn't work for me that time is because sometimes what I need is structure. And a lot of therapists are kind of just like creating an open space, which is beautiful and needed for a lot of people. But what, uh, what ends up happening when there's not any structure is that you end up talking about circumstances, right? Like, like each week you're going to come in and report like, well, this is what happened this week. This is how I struggled. And again, you're going to keep like fixing those individual situations, but with that structure of a program, it sounds like it really prompts you to look at the why, look at the how, look at, you know, go deeper on like, how did we get here? And not just, you know, cause when you, when you just look at circumstances, it can kind of make you start to feel like the victim and like, you don't have a lot of agency over what's happening in your life, but you do. And so having that structure really forces you to look at like, how am I contributing to the life that I have set up here? How did I create this for myself? And how can I create something new and healthier within that, you know, and it doesn't need to be, I don't know. I don't know what your program looks like, but like, does that kind of capture what the kinds of questions people might work through? Yes. Yes. We, we, we why it all the way till we can't no more. <laughs> we, we dial back and back and back until we can't. And then we move it to, okay, now that we see what it is, we see what the root is. Mm-hmm. Now let's work through some, some other pieces. And I have, it's a section called rethinking emotions. Um, there's a section called boundaries, not barriers. Uh, there's a section called forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And then there's another section called, and it's a forgiveness. Our forgiveness process is the longest one because by that time we've, we've uncovered a lot of people to, <laughs> to forgive. Yeah. So we, you know, it's a, it's a full journey because people sometimes say forgive and it's like, okay, what even is that? Like, you know, when we talk about like forgiving debt, we know, okay, cancel the debt. They don't owe me anymore. I just don't even worry about it. 
it's hard to apply <laughs> that simplicity to, yeah. to matters of the heart, matters of relationships. You know, it's, it's hard to kind of just apply that simplicity and not, not really um, dig in a little deeper than that. So we go through a lot of different steps to kind of push you out of your comfort zone and into this other space. We just, I just finished up with the group in December and they were leaving their comments and, and talking about the program. And one young lady said, she was like, this is different than anything. She's like, I've done therapy. I've done coaching. I've done all. She's like, this program is different than anything I've ever done in my life. And the way that it's kind of forced me to take that look at myself, but then also forced me not to stay there, but to move on past it with with real things to do like action steps that's one thing that a compliment i get all the time is i never don't know what to do like i always there's 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 clarity about okay this is what this should be looking like and then if i get off they know i'm gonna come in and fix (laughs) get them on track you know kind of hurt you know regular men um because obviously when you're looking at your situation that you've looked at for the past 20 30 40 years you can't (laughs) <laughs> any differently than the way you see it and the way you yeah. experience it so your interpretation of what forgiveness looks like or what rethinking the emotions behind it is going to be skewed you know but then here I come with okay have you thought about this whether that be in one of the courses videos or in our group dialogue that we do weekly you know introducing these new ideas of, of ways to approach it and ways to 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 process it um yeah, it just looks different. It looks different for everybody. And, and it, it, it does make you not get stuck because I, I won't let you get stuck. <laughs> I love that. And I wonder, tell me a little bit more about the kinds of, I don't know if you took, call them clients or students or just people that you're working with. Uh, are you working with a lot of like young people, like in their twenties and thirties, kind of looking ahead or are you working with a lot of people kind of making this like midlife shift or like somebody, you know, past the age of 50, who's looking back, like what's, what's the norm for your clientele? That's a really great question. It's so funny. When I first started, I thought that I was going to be working with a population of people who were, because in my, in my, getting master's degree in therapy I did a lot of like community work you know mm-hmm. in like community organizations that type of thing and so I, I thought that that was who was going to sign up and when I over the years I discovered oh wait no 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 all of the people started being these professional people who had put all this effort into their work or to their their you know their entrepreneurship highly educated and all the things and I was like Really? Okay. I, I mean, I could, I'm cool with it, but I just didn't know that that was what, who was coming to me. The ages have ranged from, gosh, probably late 20s mm-hmm. all the way to mid 50s. Most people are around late 30s, 38 to 44-ish, mm-hmm. 45. That's where the majority uh, of clients have been and you said do I call them honey I call them clients and sisters and friends 
<laughs> so unorthodox and probably a little wrong. But <laughs> no, but, but I mean, that's the beauty of being your own boss, right? You get to call the shots. And if that's the relationship that you experience with them, then why not call them that? Yeah, because once they join the self detox family, they are family for life. I, I have, <laughs> listen, there's one particular when I used to live, when we were living in Dallas, um, she was a friend of, a, she was already a friend. Like mm -hmm. she did the decorations for our wedding. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So she was already a friend. And when I stopped hearing from her after she finished the program, I went to her house, sat on her couch. Where have you been? <laughs> Why haven't we seen you in the community? <laughs> we need you there. We need what you bring, you know? And so that it got into a whole bunch of other issues that even weren't related to necessarily dating. But it was it was just, you know, I, I love people like that. And my husband does too. You know, and so we we always keeping up with people and, and finding find them and seeing why are you hiding again? What's happening? You know? It sounds like even though your program is, you know, 12 weeks, you're really forming a community that's meant oh. to be long lasting and, and like that so much of our current society is like not community based, where, mm -hmm. you know, in the past we would have sorry to co-opt a term, but there's no better word for it. Like call up your auntie. <laughs> <laughs> like, we we had that in communities and in our families back back in the day and like I feel like a lot of women in particular have moved away from that but we still need that we still need that sisterhood and that that sense of belonging and and checking in on each other and and the the people who have learned mentoring the people who still need to learn and you know I yes. I love that yes yeah when you finish the program we we have a little alumni community we're small but mighty but we are there for each other you know and it's a it's basically a group of women who we connect around the soul work we've done mm -hmm. you know like when they come in they see somebody talk about somebody new talk about oh I just finished this part of the program they know exactly what you're talking about they can mm -hmm. tell you tips on what they experienced when they did that part you know right. and and I this year specifically I, I did a i was in because it's a Facebook community for now anyway. I went into that community and I'm like, ladies, I want y'all to really understand that it, it's something special here. You know, it's something special. It's not just by chance that, that you had the foresight to say, let me get into a program like this. You know, in addition to the therapist that you have, in addition to the business coaching and all the other things that you're doing, you said, let me get into this. And, and just we're, we're connecting. I'm being more intentional myself of hosting events for us. We're all over the place. We're all, you know, different cities and stuff. But um, I'm being more intentional in hosting things for us to, to continue to build on that community and not just let it be about the soul care. Let it be about, hey, we're having fun. We're doing things. We're actually doing a Valentine's Day event next week. So, I mean, you know, we just we're gift exchange among the ladies, some who are single, some we're in relationships, some are married, but we're all what we call the name of our group is Ready Women. So <laughs> the Ready Women. <laughs> so that's for the alumni of the program. And we're all that. And we all have our T-shirt and we're all a part of something and we all have a space. Do you know, ladies will come into that group where they won't share on their public Facebook talking about, you know, something going on with their relationship, whether it be good or bad. Hey, I found somebody. I'm really excited about it. Little, just a small little network of sisters where you can come and be excited about it, but not feel the pressure of, oh gosh, now I have to keep posting pictures or now I have to, 
make sure everybody think we're okay. No, girl, we don't have to have all that good for you. We're glad you got somebody. Now let us know if we can help. <laughs> you know, and, and move on as opposed to the pressure that might come with posting it publicly. You yeah. know, or if there's a breakup, hey y'all, I'm really down about this. So just giving that space for us to to process stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's huge, especially in adult romantic relationships, there is a lot of pressure to to succeed, to stick it out, to make it yeah. seem like everything's okay all the time. But like, I don't know, that sounds kind of boring if you actually think about it. And also, yeah. uh, like, is that dynamic in real life? Like, no, we're we're constantly changing. We're constantly kind of like moving around each other in this space of like renegotiating about things and um a safe space to like process all of that is huge yeah yeah it's been it's been really really i want i was about to say fun but fun but also refreshing you yeah. know refreshing refreshing that's the right word yeah. <laughs> that's the right word so yeah. so it sounds like most people come to you though and it sounds like it's safe for me to just say women right I don't know if you work with a lot of men so no I have not okay. worked with men in that capacity uh however the soul detox has recently opened up here in 2023 to men okay. so so there is so we don't have the community we'll have all the things we haven't had not one male sign up but <laughs> but uh it's there it's there and it's, it's because I had several men over the years that would come to me like, well, what about the men? Y'all always telling the women you never do anything for us. And I'm like, well, one day, but I, I, I just love women and I understand the soul of a woman yeah. <laughs> a lot, you know, and, and, um, and I love men too. And I, and I feel like I have a grasp on their soul because soul is soul. It ain't have a gender, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but with that, you know, you know how it is. Well, maybe it ain't. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's been my experience that, you know, men are a little less. It's had, it's harder for them to, to pour into community. And it's yes. harder for them to kind of access that same. They haven't, they don't have the social training, right? To like right. dig in and right. dive deep right away. They can get there. But uh, for women, it's a little bit more like, I know, I know this. Well, I, I've done of course, this. Of course, what we do. Yeah. Like having long conversations at the Walmart, you know, <laughs> about like all of life. So, and it's like, mm -hmm. I, I know me, it's just, you know, it's a struggle for them. And then that's a struggle for me to try to convince you, even with women, I'm not going, I'm only going to do so much convincing you of you need this, you know, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to say, you're not ready for this. And I'm not going to stress myself. Like, I can't want it more than you want it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's kind of where I land on it. And so, take a whole population of individuals who that is not their comfort zone. That is not, they think. So now it's kind of my biggest struggle meeting their biggest struggle. So I said, you know what? I'll at least put it out there. If they want it, it's there. If they inquire, I'm, I'm ready, you know, but if, if not, I just keep working with my girls. So yeah, yeah it's safe to say, safe to say women for now anyway. So my brain does funny things while we're talking and I'm, I'm just picturing like this group of like highly evolved, self-aware, really like in tune with their soul women mm -hmm. who are then, you know, maybe not everyone is going out looking for a man, but sounds like a lot of them are. 
how how do we send this group of women out into the world knowing that their counterparts whoever they might find haven't done that same level of soul work how does that end up looking for for the people that you work with because because you can only control what you can control right you're not training the other half of the partnership to uh to be ready for that level are they finding these evolved men yes okay so and it's not a hundred percent but i think of you i think you might know Corey. you know Corey. Corey. AJ is oh yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah oh Corey <laughs> she was on from- here too <laughs> oh really uh, oh, yeah she and I oh, go way back <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so Corey did the program and I mean I don't know if you follow her on Facebook but you you see the guy that she's with they're amazing they're mm-hmm. cute <laughs> and he's healthy and he was someone who was already leaned into therapy himself she met a plethora and it's not just her different women who complete the program have the when they so let me tell you about okay so the first part of the program (laughs) is is the exploration part you know Mm -hmm. I call it the treasure hunt because oftentimes we go through things we leave little nuggets and pieces of helpful tools and information behind so I said we're gonna go on a little treasure hunt and go see what happened so that's the first part of the program second module second piece of it is we're gonna revamp your tools. We're gonna we're gonna rethink the emotions, and we're gonna set boundaries, not barriers. You know, da 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 da. Do that. The third part that got added later was the dating, uh, what we call the dating experiment. And the goal is for them to go out on. Right now, it's ten dates, ten first dates, like mm-hmm. like aggressively go out on ten first dates, because. What I've come to discover, dating is not about, oh, I got to go find this perfect one. Dating, if you let it, it's about about the process of becoming who you are, putting those new tools into practice, showing up fully yourself, seeing things for what they are, not what you needed to be because you're so broken. And so you got to go find people who can soothe that before you can find somebody who's actually a suitable person. So they go out on these 10 dates and with the restrictions on them about, listen, we're not out here. We're not out here trying to make no love connection. Okay? <laughs> That's my kind of energy. <laughs> they love it. They know I'm crazy. But, um, but we're not trying to make this love connection. But what are we doing? We just out here showing up. We're out here engaging, getting comfortable with it. Because think about it. Before now, all you dated with was this broken soul. So you got to get you some dating experiences that reflect the new soul you have. And I'm going to push you to, to date, even when it's frustrating, even when, oh, I can't believe he said that, even when it's that third. But what they come to discover, lots of them, they, they meet really great guys. And it's not that the guys just up and changed. It was just that you had so much pressure on the, on the dating process that you couldn't just enjoy it. You couldn't yeah. just be in the in the space and sit there. Okay, this ain't gonna work out. And but it's okay. We're cool. You say you, this ain't gonna work out. Oh my god, I gotta fall out of life back door. Like and it's, it doesn't have to be that. And so when you say what are they meeting out there? They're meeting a gamut of people. They're meeting men that they thought didn't even exist. That's the one of the most common feedbacks of how did you how do you feel about the dating experiment? They're like, I I'm kind of shocked. Like. Where were these guys a few months ago? Uh-huh. There. When somebody asked me all the time, where are all the good men? Everywhere. 
stay everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you meet them is the question, but the the the, the, the issue the, the issue is not where are they? They exist, but yeah. they're there. And and so we said when these guys haven't done all the work, there are men who may not have done this soul work, but they do other things and they do therapy. They're out there and they're looking for good, healthy partners too. Yeah. You know, and and if you're not healthy, you're not going, you ain't going to just, you're not even, you're one of two things. You're either not going to stumble across them and just meet them, or you're going to stumble across them and they're going to look like they just everybody else because you're not looking at them from a healthy place. You're looking at them mm-hmm. from a place of desperation or brokenness or whatever. So yeah, these women are meeting some really, really cool guys that they literally say, I didn't think existed. I love that. And yeah, that, as you're speaking, it makes perfect sense to me. It's like a two pronged approach. Cause like the women that you're working with their lens, their filter changes. Right. So it's like you put on a pair of glasses and all of a sudden, again, that clarity comes, but also, it. yeah. it also like, I don't know how it sounds like you're kind of like me and you can get a little woo, but like their, their vibration, the women, their vibration level is like kind of up here now. And so therefore they're going to start attracting people who also are vibrating up here as opposed to like all the way down here, which is like mm-hmm. that in itself, it's a thing that you can't really like put on paper and quantify. You can't tell somebody like, Hey, we're going to raise your vibe. I mean, you can, but you you can, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are going to roll their <laughs> eyes and be like, what is she talking about? But it's true. Like if you start changing the narrative, if you start changing even just like the conversations, you know, like I was having, again, my, my last guest, we were having this conversation about how do women make friendships as adults? And, Mm. um, we were talking about, you know, where do you meet other women while you're like going through your day? Is it like, uh, and she also had children. So we were talking about like the the other moms, the soccer moms and stuff, you know, and it's like, you could, you could spend day in and day out your conversations being all surface, all let's talk about the weather, all let's complain about work and let's, you know, just like do this like very basic low vibrational stuff. Or all of a sudden, if you're doing all this like deeper work in your personal life and you show up on a date or even just coffee with a friend, are you going to like want to talk about the weather when you're doing all these big, exciting things? Like all of a sudden the conversation is going to elevate and therefore you're going to find these like deeper connections with people in general because you're bigger and better so you're going to demand that of the space exactly you know what oh my gosh you you said so much that just brought up so many testimonies of ladies who who you know from in the program or who've done the program one young lady she actually she did that did the work specifically it was her forgiveness work that she was the phase that she was in and she said that God put it on her heart to, to go to these different people that just a few key people. She had a list of people, but these few key people. And she had conversations with them about what, what she was going through. Like I am addressing some of these really deep things that are going on with me and issues and da, 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 da. And in doing so, it opened up. She literally, she, she, she does some work for her church or something like that. And, 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 and the leader of that particular ministry, for whatever reason, just kind of was kind of just really task driven, you know, but never really checked in on what was going on with, with the people that he, that he was leading. 
And so she went to him and she was like, listen, I know we've had our disagreements and blah, 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 blah. She was like, but you don't even know that I've been going through this, 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 and this, and this. And she was like, and I felt like one, I want to apologize to you because I haven't shared it. You know, that's one thing. And I've just expected you to kind of do it. But then two, I also, you know, want to share with you, like what I've been doing to, to open up this space. Do you know, in this one, this is one of my favorite stories. That man told her, you just changed the way I'm going to leave. I, I have never, he's like, I'm so much wanting, you know, we get the goal done, we get the thing done. He was like, but I, I forget to like check in with my people and see what is going on with them. And then he was like, I'm about to open my calendar up to have regular meetings with my people because of what you just told me that she learned because she got insulted. And I'm just like that. You're right. One year when you come and you show up authentic and you show up fully, it opens the door for other people to do the same. Mm-hmm. And when you're the first, this, this, this is a quote I heard on a commercial years ago, but it stuck with me over the years. When you're the first, you're doing it for a lot of people. You're doing it for yeah. a lot of people. And, and that was just one situation. Same thing happened with her. She was talking to a friend. She has, you know, scheduled this hard conversation with them and had this conversation with the friend. And the friend was like, I never thought about that. I need to go talk to this person. And it just <laughs> starts this ripple effect of the people around her, you know, making those genuine, vulnerable connections, you yeah. know, and, 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 and dealing with things in a way that perhaps they never had permission. Right. You know, yeah. or the and- tools to do. They hadn't seen anybody do it. I feel like you and I are kind of the same in that we've understood that for a long time. Like, and I, I come across people, uh, when I meet somebody new and I tell them that even I do this podcast, they're like, how do you know all these people? <laughs> how do you meet these people to talk to? And I'm like, they just kind of come into my orbit. And, uh, right. but, but that's what we're doing. That's what your, your services are allowing and teaching other women to be able to do is just now that you are this like higher level, deeper understanding kind of person, you're going to bring all these other people into your orbit and life is going to be more satisfying, whether that looks like dating or marriage or just, just more meaningful relationships with your existing community, like church or friends or family or whoever. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Life gets richer when you start to do this soul work, right? Yeah. Corey, one of the best things she ever said was she was like, she finished the program. She's like, Tracy, if I don't even ever meet anybody, if I don't get married, whatever, she was like, this program has changed my life, not just in the relationship space, like all my relationships, not just in the dating space, but in all the relationships. Now, obviously we know that she did meet somebody. He's amazing. (laughs) But yeah, it, it kind of, that's so work. It, it, I often say, I, I say that I'm a dating coach, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not really a dating coach. Dating is how my soul work was catapulted. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Through a breakup and a relationship, blah, blah, blah. But that is, it's so much more than that. I say dating coach because I know people will lean in. Mm-hmm. But I want you to lean into the dating coach part. We'll get to that at the end. Because I do give them coaching and strategy and stuff for dating. Mm-hmm. But the soul work is what is where the meat and potatoes are. And and yeah, so that's that's really what I do. But I have not yet come to grips with saying, I'm just a soul care <laughs> coach. 
because I don't know that people understand that yet. That's why I always I want to normalize <laughs> so that I can properly identify myself. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, it really is when you're doing this kind of like self-employed work, it's all about marketing and marketing is not just what you want to market, but also what people will respond to. So that, right. that makes a lot of sense to me, but for the sake of fun in our conversation, tell me about the okay. dating piece. What are you seeing out there? What, what's going on in the dating world for your women? Oh, wow. There are some who, like I said, coming straight out the program, they met somebody either during the experiment or just shortly after. And, you know, they're having great relationships. They are in relationships with men. It is so, it's so funny to see them so shocked. Like, <laughs> like, I did not think in a million years that I would be working through things or have somebody who's, who's right there, like alongside me, who wants to do this together. Mm -hmm. As opposed to when well, you go do that thing, I'm gonna go over here and do something like with guys that are in that space as well. Like you said, they, they have, even if they haven't done soul detox, they haven't, you know, the, but they have some willingness to have a healthy relationship. And so then they may be learning through her what it looks like to do that thing. So, you know, it, it all works out. So there's, there's that segment of ladies. Then there's also the segment of ladies who are, have finished the program and may have met somebody and then that didn't work out. But the good thing is that once you've done the soul work once, it's almost like your eyes are open and you can't close them back, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And so even though you have a breakup, even though a situation didn't work out, you can look at it and say, what did I learn from this? You can get to that, that question quicker than why did he do this? And what, like, you're going to have disappointment and you're allowed to be a little petty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause yes, that's what we do, you know. But <laughs> but ultimately, they're kind of home back in to like, okay, so what now? What do I need to do? So I've got many, even li literally as recent as last night, I got a call from a former. She didn't quite finish the program because she got distracted with other things. <laughs> but she's coming back. She was like, okay, I'm finishing school now. I'm you know I'm about to start this wonderful, amazing new job. Uh, got all this wonderful stuff going on. She's like, but I still feel like dating. I'm not, it's not, I'm not where I need to be. And, and we start to have conversations about how I tell the ladies all the time, whether you're in a relationship or not, don't not date. Don't go another two, three, four, five months without at least just to keep yourself fresh, <laughs> you know, yeah. so it doesn't feel foreign. So you don't get so far away from it that now you don't, you don't even know how you, and, and now you kind of slip into that pressurized dating as opposed to, no, dating is just a part of a single person's life. Like it's just, yeah. it's just the thing that happened, you know? So that's one of the things, that's the stuff that I'm seeing out there, people who get distracted. So in being distracted, they're kind of feeling like, okay, well, hold on, wait, I'm lost. But then you got people who've never done any kind of soul work <laughs> and they're just out there and, you know, like you were saying, when you kind of at another level, you, you see it and you're like, I literally be like, girl, just come get in the program. Girl, don't it just, cause, ugh. And, and it, yeah. it's so frustrating to me, but I have to reel myself back in because I know it, it's just, if you're not at that space, there are certain things that you're going to have. That's frustration, that's disappointment, that's a series of bad dates, that's, that's deflecting, that's talking about pissy dating pools. It's all this, all this stuff that, that is indicative of the level you are at, you know? Yeah. And 
if you're there, I'm like, come to me. I can help you with that. But so yeah. many people are, are not ready to come. They're not ready to deal with it. They just yeah. not. Without, I try not to like put my own stuff out there too much on the podcast, mostly because I don't know when my mom's listening. But uh, I will reveal that I myself am still... Well, I'm just going to say it because my mom doesn't actually listen to this. So, so I'm polyamorous, which means I am constantly on the dating apps. And uh, here's what I've learned. And you speak, I think you're speaking to this already. Before I had your terminology of calling it like the soul work, I was referring to the, all of these people who are like having not done that work at all as like the bot people. The, and the you bot? the bot like robot B-O-T. <laughs> okay they're like there's this like whole swath of people who just go through life having never tapped into their soul at all and they're cool just like playing video games smoking weed going to the gym and clocking in and clocking out of work and being a couch potato at night and just like that's the the whole of their existence right and like no judgment on any of those activities but if that's like the only reason you wake up every morning that that's not at the level that I'm trying to meet you at right Mm -hmm. and we're not going to have like that deep and meaningful conversation because you're like oh I played this game and got this score and I'm like oh I'm like learning this deep truth about myself it sounds like the work that you're doing is is bringing all the women up here so that they can start stop tolerating the bot people <laughs> you know so they can yeah. they can see through that and and it, it allows people to kind of like weed through and swipe left on all those people who are like i just want to talk about pizza and wings and beer and sports and that's it <laughs> and like, yeah and i mean there, there's a place for us to unwind oh yeah. i know for me personally i have i'm some kind of form of like I'm a lot of fun to hang around, like, but also I could get really serious and I could kind of stay in serious, you know, and, and, and stay in the self-reflective and let's just work and let's just, and my husband balances me out because he's not a couch potato by, by, by any means, but, and he will have those deeper conversations, but he also is a, hey, let's watch this game. <laughs> and I'm like, which is fair. You know what? Let's, let's yeah. watch this game. But yeah, it's not necessarily a judgment on them. But it's also, you want to be able to have somebody where you can have them conversations, mm-hmm. those types of conversations, because um, it gets tiring if all you're doing is doing it. And you're a person yeah. that that wants to go deep and wants to do all the other things. You want to have the fun too, but some of us just, um, our, we, we love that exploration thing. We love that inner growth. We love... The, the process of constantly becoming and blossoming into more of who we were always meant to be. And, and when you could somebody, you try to marry that to somebody who has no clue, right? It can be a recipe for a disaster, but yeah. also those of us who do that need to also give ourselves a space to have a little fun, you know, and enjoy life a little bit, but, but there's a difference in enjoying life and being like, a pothead and you don't, you don't have no aspiration you don't do anything else <laughs> like that it's just not that's not yeah. the same those it's are two very different i'm not talking about a person who can enjoy fun and go deep with you as well i'm talking about the person who it ain't just fun it is now a, a crippling thing in their life they are not progressing in life right failure to launch <laughs> two yes. different, we're not talking about, i ain't talking to you sugar if that's you and you just perpetually <laughs> on the couch 
that I ain't saying you just having fun. I'm saying you need to come see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, though. I mean, okay, so let's just assume that my listeners have also done that soul work. Okay. And, you know, obviously you get to a point with, with the women you're working with that you also realize like, okay, it's time to kind of like kick you out of the nest, go on those 10 dates, but also like beyond that, what, what's life going to look like for you? Do you do any consulting or, uh, like hands-on tweaking of women's dating app profiles? And how do, how do you now, now that you are this fully evolved person, right? How do you go out into the world and summarize that on paper? Like how do these women know to put that out there in a way that's going to attract that high level person? Lose control of the process. Just stop. Don't do it to attract this high level. Do just show up as you. Okay. Yeah. We get to that. When we get to, we do a lot of preparation before we do the dating experiment. Mm -hmm. I have them to read my book because soul detox was birthed literally out of my own journey. <laughs> literally my I did I was I was literally the first student of the soul detox <laughs> uh after a breakup I was going through all these things and and I feel like God just spoke to me and said hey take notes of the stuff you're going through because mm -hmm. I want you to teach it to others mm -hmm. you know and so I was like okay cool so I'm up here taking notes crying and screaming and doing very irrational things trying to get my ex's attention and all this all the embarrassing things but but then also healing and one of the things that God literally which is so contrary to my upbringing <laughs> was telling me to go out and date and I said well now I know this the devil that <laughs> <laughs> right, is the devil this part right here of it, this is the devil part the dating stuff I grew up in the church where they just like, look, you serve and people, uh, the, the, the Lord will send the men to come find you. And I'm like, so I did it. So when I, when I went out kind of rogue and went on my own journey in this healing process and it came to me to date, I was like, date? Really? So I did. And it was one of the most rewarding and fulfilling things because now my soul was cleansed and now I'm, I'm put out here. So now when I get to the ladies and we get to that part, so many of them are so nervous. Like you said, like, okay, I'm this evolved person now with this new awareness. And how do I present that? You, you, you just present it and I'm going to help you present it. Recently in the group I had in December, um, lady was struggling with her dating profile. Kind of didn't even want to do that part. She was like, can I just skip this no no you can't so <laughs> so we get to that part and like I said so the first thing they did they do is read my book because mm -hmm. I detail what it was like leading up to my dating journey so they read that and then that a lot of those nerves come down they're like oh this is what it's supposed to look like okay got you so they read that then the second part is let's get your dating profile set up and so we got to her dating profile and she um she had put like what she put uh like something like i'm not on here to play games no ma'am no ma'am no ma'am pam no ma'am no ma'am i said race that yeah. <laughs> that is not it and i i took i said i said i want you to do something just start talking about yourself if you were sitting at a table with a guy and you know he's not judging you or forget what he wants. He wants sex, whatever. Just, just, just start talking. She started talking. She was just talking. She didn't know I was typing. And then <laughs> I pressed 
in in our little tra- chat on Zoom, whatever. And um, and she was like, oh, this is me. And it was just basically like, hey, I'm so-and-so. I love to travel and I love this and that and the third. Oh, I'm really into this. What about you? Are you da 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 And she read it and she was like, I guess that's it. I'm like, yes, that's you. Like, not, you don't have, you no longer have to show up with all the, you got the tools you need that if somebody comes to you in a way that you don't like, you know how to speak up now. We practice this, you know? So you don't have to start off with, listen, stay away from you or I'll cut you. You don't have to start there. You can start with the joyous, happy part of you that, that, that people love. That you love about yourself. You don't like when you have to feel like you got to go into these situations and fight. We've talked about this. You don't like yeah. that. You don't I want mean, people to, to, to experience that in you. So if they're not going to experience, it's going to start with you not putting it forth, not yeah. putting it first, not putting it out there. That's not what you're promoting. You're promoting the you that loves to enjoy life. And yeah, yeah she was, she started meeting some really good guys. And she was just like, I wow but i got so tickled when she first saw her revised profile about me part she was like she never was like she sat up sex that is me huh and i was like that's you that's you that's just from your words what i love about what you just said and how you just presented it is um it mirrors exactly what you described in your program right like you don't start the program by identifying barriers and boundaries Mm-hmm. You start the program with the treasure hunt and yes. that's what you're teaching the women to do is now, now that you've gone through this program, you're going to walk these men through the program of meeting you and the meeting you starts with the treasure hunt. We're going to give them all the positives up front. We're going to help them meet me where you're at, like meet you where you're at. And then when conflict arises, you have the tools to set the boundaries, but you don't have to show up with the walls up. You know, yeah. like that time is over. And I love that your, it sounds like your program really sets them up for that success and, yeah. and understanding. Yeah. Yeah. I know when I did it, when I did the dating experiment part, me, me personally, it was a challenge at first to show, cause honey, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mind you, I didn't have a me. I didn't have a me walking me mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. I had, it was me and the Lord. and that was it uh and so it was not um I didn't have someone to tell me what was normal or what wasn't normal I just was kind of feeling my way and I mean the the Lord is a good you know good coach but I'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) clearly but it's good you know it's sometimes good we had a person but you got that person what you gonna do and so when I showed up to the first of the dates and I was just like hi I'm Tracy. I, <laughs> and it, it just was really weird and awkward. But then I started feeling it. And it started flowing. And I started meeting different kind of guys. Guys, I was like, I'm me. Because up to that point, all the guys I met had been like in some kind of transition. Whether it was a work transition, whether it was going through a divorce, whether whatever, some kind of transition. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I just was like, and maybe that is, maybe that's just is what it is. I'm probably a person who helps people go through transitions, <laughs> but that don't mean I got to date them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to learn that. But like I said, the guys I met, they were established men who were just looking for wives. And I was like, whoa. And it was, but it was so powerful to be able 
because I had committed in my mind that okay, I'm only gonna just go out on that. I'm not looking for no no sexual connections. I'm not looking for no uh no no you know the one we're gonna be together forever. I'm just going out here to just yeah. date. And yeah. when I had that mindset, that means I had to tell some really decent men no. Mm-hmm. And it boosted my confidence. I'm like, I get to say no, even to good guys, like to good guys. <laughs> yeah. And my I, husband, who I met after the fact, he wasn't even never, he, he was never part of the experiment. I met him after the fact. I love that. I love that. It feels to me like the different, the two different ways that people tend to approach even like a job interview. Like there are those who think you are here to interview me. You are the expert. I am the lowly person who's trying to get a job. Right. So I'm going to like do whatever it takes to like impress you so that I get this job. But then yeah. there, like once you're kind of like further along in your career, you realize like, I don't need to take any job. I want to take the right job. And that means that this is just as much an interview from me to you as it is from you to me. And so like, okay. this is not just a place for me to like, put on my cutest dress and show you the best of me you better put on your equivalent of your cutest dress too like and yeah, you better show yeah. up and like actually engage here and um but also it doesn't um, barring like unsafe or like emotionally harmful dates which there are uh yeah, yeah. for the most part going out for a drink and maybe like a nice dinner does not actually hurt you in the like it doesn't and it doesn't have to be like this whole like high level we are going to be together forever thing it's just like that's how you just talk to people and whenever I start to psych myself out and put that pressure on like oh I'm going to meet somebody new I have to remind myself like it's just a conversation it's just a conversation that's it's all. like yeah it's like if, if I was like grabbing dinner I mean I don't have co-workers but if I was grabbing dinner with a co-worker I would go into it with the same mentality like it's just a conversation it can be as low stakes as I want and the stakes don't have to even show their face until I allow them to and you know I invite them in so like cool I get to have a nice dinner and like have a few laughs and like we can go our separate ways without like any harm being done easy (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I love that part without any harm being done. Listen, people, dating ain't supposed to hurt. If it's hurting, that's the soul work that you're neglecting. It's not supposed to hurt. It's not supposed to feel like pressure. It's not supposed to feel disappointing. Oh, here we go again. Maybe that's not it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can't, I don't even know any other words to say. Because yeah. I, I feel like when I get too much into it, people are like, oh, you just trying to get somebody to sign up for your program. Well, yes, because I know it changed people's life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why yeah. wouldn't I? But moreover than that, I know even if you if you go find some other place to do your work, do it. Don't just keep sitting there struggling and suffering through dating. Use dating. I just posted this this morning. Use dating as an indicator that it can be. If it's a, if it's feeling like it's bad struggle, blah blah blah, then that's just proof that oh, I got something I need to go do. That ain't proof that oh man, this dating pool sucks. Cause there are good people in the dating pool at all times, at mm-hmm. all times. Mm-hmm. If you're not meeting them, now you got to go figure out why. And it's more than likely something to do with you because you probably have met them, and you pass right by. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard somebody have a quote that said. If you're a, if you're a hammer, 
everything looks like a nail. So even good people look like bad people. You need to go to the, to the soul doctor and get your little lenses clean. Okay. And then get back out there. And you will see. Then, then, then talk to me about piss and pool thing. Oh, and okay. I could go into a whole other hours conversation about what it means for women who are trying to advance in their careers and the rest of their lives inherently becoming hammers by the time they're 40 right and then like you have to kind of like unlearn that again for for relationships it you you might have had needed to like put those walls up in certain situations but that doesn't mean you walk around like a hammer all the time yeah yeah one part of my thing that i meant to say earlier that also alongside with me saying okay date devil surely (laughs) um, (laughs) was the fact that I had the revelation that I hated men mm-hmm. and, and, and the way that showed up was me eat, like I could be at the grocery store. A man may ask me, Hey, do you know where the bread? Leave me alone. Like, you know, I, I was quick to go off. I was quick to go off. I, Cause I felt like I'm going to get you. Mm-hmm. You get me and, and I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and and what what God had to reveal to me before there was any soul details, before there was any ex that broke my heart, was that you hate men. And I was like, I do? Like for real? Like that's not my desire to do that. So how do I fix it? And and the Lord just started to unfold, just unfold that that journey for me and show me actually, here's why. And it was all all these things that come to my memory about different men violate me up even when I was a little child mm-hmm. you know and not it's funny because to my knowledge unless something happened and I've repressed it but to my knowledge I don't I have not been physically violated mm-hmm. it was all emotional violation it was all terror you know am I gonna make it home is this are these guys who are hooting and hollering and this one time and I'm gonna make this real quick mm-hmm. I was in a restaurant picking up some food for my my grandma uh, we had a little corner grocery that, and you can watch more of this on YouTube for all the details. Cause I'm, I'm detailing this, this year, my story on my YouTube channel. Cause more people are like, what's, what happened with you? Like, how do you get to this? So I'm telling that story, but went to the little food spot about 10, 11 years old, mm-hmm. two guys in there. I get in there. I've always been kind of. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I get in there, even as a little girl. And so I get in there and the guys were like, Oh, I know somebody hitting that. And I know, you know, da 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 da, and, and yeah, I bet it's good too. And I'm, 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 I am a little virgin church. Girl. I don't even know what they talking about, really, you know. Yeah. But I knew I felt unsafe, mm-hmm. and I knew I felt like I only, I'm not gonna leave here because if I leave, they gonna snatch me and take me somewhere and do whatever they want to. So I felt so much. That was my first what I call manhood wound. We got that piece in the program too. Like not man, yeah, well, yeah, manhood, well, man, well, wounds that came from the the way that manhood is set up, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was terrified. They talked so loud. This is a restaurant full of people. So I'm like, if y'all would do this in front of all these people, what are you gonna do to me when we get outside and y'all pull me to the second location? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Because in my little young mind, that's what was gonna happen. The man behind the counter, who was a friend to our family, because it's a very neighborhood type of place. My family had grown up there. He grew up with them. He had opened this restaurant. And he had to tell these two gentlemen, please leave her alone. You're making her uncomfortable. 
this had gone on for like five straight minutes. So it felt like an hour, you know. So anyway, I digress. I ended up leaving, ran home. Used to love to go up and pick up the food for my grandma. I never went again and never told anybody why. Until I was good and grown doing a presentation about my program. And my aunt was in the audience. She was like, I said, yeah. Auntie, I never said anything to anybody about this. That's why I stopped going up to the, to the store. And so by myself, you know, and, uh, and yeah. And so don't multiply those situations, those scenarios times 20, 30, 40 years. And yeah, you should be hating somebody, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you don't know what else to do with it, you, you, you go hate somebody. And so yeah. I hated men, but then also I'm being kind of forced to go out and sit across from, from a place of peace and confidence and, and like, like I have the verbiage to, to put, tell you where to get off without starting with telling you where to get off. Yeah. You know, I'm, so it made yeah. me, dating was an opportunity for me to confront. I met a lot of different guys that reflected different trauma points and I was able to deal with it in different ways. I had the guy that I sat across with and he, he sat there trying to talk me in because I told him, it's like, this is not going to be no sexual thing. So, and he was just like, well, you mean you're not going to have sex at all with me? I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we, and it just started this like really hilarious uh, back and forth. And I'm looking back at that moment, even right now. And I'm like, who was I to be sitting there having this type of conversation and not feeling overwhelmed or scared? Like he's going to try to snatch me. No, you ain't going to snatch me. No, you ain't. <laughs> I still got it. I just ain't got to lead with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that line. I love that. No, that. And I feel like what you just, the story you just shared, also speaks to so many women. Like, I feel like if we were to gather all our friends in a group and go around a circle, every woman I know would be able to recall those memories of the first time that she felt emotionally, what? like intellectually violated by a man yeah and I think that is huge to really like confront those times you know and I think a lot of times we gaslight ourselves and say oh well it wasn't physical it wasn't sexual so that doesn't count but like no we still have to deal with it we still have to unpack it untangle it and like deal with the fact that we have these wounds so I love that you've created a space that women really can do that and 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 move forward not just sit in it but move forward with with empowerment and agency and recognizing like that was a thing that happened to little me i'm big me now i don't need to like do it yeah yeah just like we talk about you know having a fatherhood wound or a motherhood wound or you know mother wound whatever a man wound we we got them men i'm sure have women wounds yeah you know what i'm saying like from that first girl they liked it she didn't like them back okay now what you know how how did i react how did i choose to react to that but I'm just saying, yes, we need to acknowledge all of those wounds. Yeah. And yeah. um, and and like you said, literally sit down in a circle with our friends. What's your man wound? What is your man wound? Like what happened? You know, because we just like you said, we, it's just part of our little background story. We don't think none, no, 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 sweetheart. It is a very much a part of how you engage, negotiate a relationship. It's very much a part of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that actually leads really well into the question that I ask all of my guests, which is if you could go back and talk to younger Tracy, you can choose which version of younger Tracy you're thinking of. 
But uh, if you were to go back and, and share some wisdom with her, what would you say? I would, ooh, hmm. <laughs> I would go back to, ooh, it's so many. I would just make a little tour. <laughs> I do a little tour. I go all the way back to when I first felt like uh, nobody liked me mm. and say, girl, <laughs> you will have people that like you. <laughs> you will have people that like you. Don't let that stop you from, from going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't let that stop you. Because, you know, you kind of feel like you need people support because we're supposed to have relationship and supportive people around us uh, who want to hear what we have to say, who celebrate us and all those things. Without that, can we can sometimes, or I can say for me, little Tracy felt like, well, you got to kind of filter or uh, what is the word when you kind of manipulate, like not manipulate, but um, that you always have to be in control of the situation. It sounds like that or, or what's the word? What's the word (laughs) where you have to kind of be measured in how you move because I don't want to give them too much mm-hmm. or they may not want to hear this mm-hmm. or maybe, maybe I'm not, an, I mean, maybe I'm not the one they maybe they'll hear it, but not from me, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I would tell, tell little Tracy to do it anyway. Sure. I love that. It was never that you weren't, you were too young and, or that you were too stupid or that you, you don't know nothing about life. It was never that it was always people who don't want to deal with their stuff. And you were this beacon of truth and light and and really real love, but they weren't ready to receive it. <laughs> that doesn't make you wrong. That yes. just made them not ready for you. Oh, I wish we could tell all of our little girls that. <laughs> that doesn't make you wrong. They just weren't ready for you. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fantastic. I... Before we finish up, I want to give you a space to promote all the things to tell people how they can follow you, um, what good stuff you've got coming down the line that maybe they might be interested in. Tell me all the things. Yeah, so you can always find me uh, at tracyready.com, period, point blank. Um, That's the home base for all the things. So detox, social media links, YouTube, all the stuff is there. Uh, The programs are available. I also, if you're if you're not someone who's ready to kind of lean into the whole soul detox piece, uh, you you trying to this is all kind of frou-frou. Because one of my clients, she was like, when she finished the program, she said, this, you can't come to this off the streets. Like you can't <laughs> just have this your first encounter with doing any kind of inner work. You need to have done some therapy, some coaching, something before you come to this program. So if you're that kind of person and you're like, I want to lean into it, but I need a little more. Then I have self-study programs that I am going to be putting out later this month. And they're really simple, lighthearted, but also I can't help but to go deep. So it is what it is. (laughs) So those are on the, on the website too. Um, What else? Like I said earlier, there is soul detox for men. So men, you go take some of those, self-study courses to kind of get a feel for who I am. And if you want to sign up, it's there. Got my YouTube channel that I have put back out. Uh, well, I'm being more active on now. 
And like I said, this season, I'm actually sharing all the bits and pieces very slowly of my story. Uh, because one question I got, I got this young lady, she saw me, I guess, posting all the time about soul detox. Y'all didn't do this, y'all didn't do that. And she was like, let me ask you something. Has this worked for you? <laughs> and I'm like, as a matter of fact, it has. And um, and it, it kind of already aligned. I'd already had in mind to, to tell my story on YouTube. Uh, so it was like right, right in the midst of it. You know, this was a great way to, to, to share all that. Um, so yeah, tune into YouTube, Tracy Rady TV on YouTube. And oh, and then the Soul Detox, the next program for women is, is starting in April. So we are accepting registration applications now because it ain't, it's not a good fit for everybody. So it, it's a, it's a, it's not a lengthy uh, application, but it's not just like two or three questions either, because I want to make sure it's a good fit. I don't want to act in, not in integrity and say, oh, I just want your money. Come on in. Give me that money. And I'm going to make it be a force fit. No, I, people have been turned away because I'm like, this ain't going to work. This is not going to be a good fit for you. You're not ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. And we, or, or we won't be a good fit, you know? So, you know, it's all, it's all there. Um, and, and you can get more about the soul detox on tracerade.com or you can go to souldetox.net. That's it. I'm, I'm thinking of doing a little, little speaking tour, um, later this year. So I'll, I'll probably be somewhere in the Atlanta area and in Tallahassee area. <laughs> okay. In the coming, uh, in the coming year, sometime. I'm not sure if it's gonna be a spring thing or a fall thing yet, but uh, working on that. So that'll all be available on my social media. Sweet. Thank you so much for this. I feel like I went to church today. (laughs) 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 This was good for my soul. So hopefully, it will also help uh, some of my other listeners as well. But thank you so much. This was a really good deep talk. I appreciate I it. really appreciate you for inviting me and for, for, you know, for just facilitating all this. I wish you all the best in your show and that you have nothing but continued success in, in the show and in your, in your other ventures as well. Thank you. Have a great one. All right. You too. Thanks for listening to Midlife Plot Twists. Be sure to hit subscribe and check back monthly for each new episode. Since monthly podcasts don't automatically download, you can also follow me on Instagram at Lucy Baber and Facebook at Lucy Baber Photography to be the first to know when each new episode is released.